All of my work is really building community and I actually have more conversations with constituents and more connection to people by being in my shop every day than I ever have. Buju, hello. Welcome to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. I'm your host, Leah Lem. And I'm your other host, Cole Primo. Chi miigwech for joining us today. Native Lights is, at its core, a place for Native folks to tell their stories. Uh, every week we have great conversations with wonderful guests from a whole lot of different backgrounds. These are policymakers, healers, artists, entrepreneurs, a bunch of other people. We talk to them about their gifts and how they share those gifts with their community. Uh, you know, talking about purpose and amplifying Native voices. And uh, we're doing that today again. Uh, how you doing, sis? Hanging in there. How about you? Same, same, same. It's, uh, <laughs> it's getting to that back-to-school season. Uh, I know. Well, you're talking about all these great guests and the work that they do, and I'm thinking, how about those teachers? Yeah. Woo! They're probably in it right now. I I have such great respect for teachers. Thank you so much for for what you do out there, yeah. teachers. Uh, it does Thank not go unnoticed. And my kid loves school. He'll say, no, I don't, you know, because he's nine. But the different subjects, you know, the reading time, oh, it's all so good. I always loved back-to-school time. Back to school and my birthday, That those sort of coincided into like, mm. you know, getting new clothes or getting new school supplies. I love getting school supplies. Like, I will still shop for school supplies <laughs> when I don't even need them. <laughs> See, we're we're related, but we're also very different people. We time. are very different. <laughs> I remember, I don't know, I feel like I kind of dreaded the whole back to school, like, ah, uh, hmm. gosh. But... If you would look at the the class chart or whatever and see like some of your friends are there, that was mm-hmm. always good. Some I remember one year, I think it was in elementary school, there was a class where I didn't have any of my friends in it, and I was oh. so bummed. Um, but you know, you make new friends, kind of things like that. I'm excited to keep on talking, but we should probably switch gears here to our guest, who is the one and only State Representative Jamie Becker Finn. I actually had the opportunity to chat with her a couple weeks ago because she's also an entrepreneur who recently celebrated the opening of her coffee shop, Mukwa Coffee. That's right in Roseville. Um, I stopped by, had a delicious Ziguan, I believe it was called. It was delicious. So I'm excited to check in with Representative Jamie Becker Finn hear what she's up to and how the new business is going. And here she is, Boujou. Anine. My name's Jamie Becker Finn. I currently live in Roseville, uh, Minnesota, but I am a Leech Lake Ojibwe descendant. I uh, grew up on the res and uh, moved to the metro area for college and kind of have settled down here now. And, uh, you know, how are you and your family doing during the, you know, 2022 pandemic, all that stuff? 
Yeah. So like we're, we're doing okay. So I have two kids who are in elementary school and then, um, my, my partner and we, my mom moved, uh, from up North, uh, moved closer to us, um, several years ago when my, uh, second child was born. So we had grandma in our bubble the whole time. Um, and that was good for all of us and kind of, uh, is an important part of keeping us all, um, doing better than I think maybe some other folks. Cause we had the support of our multiple generations, uh, taking care of each other during the pandemic. Yeah, that's key. You know, having help, um, having community and family together, it is really helpful <laughs> to have another adult around. We were one of those families where it was like uh, the kids could go over to grandma's house. She actually lives across the street and a couple houses down from us. So, um, you know, my partner and I were able to get breaks um, in that childcare Um you know, home school at home, Zoom school time um, when a lot of other folks weren't able to. And um, my my father passed away several years ago. So my mom's on her own. And so like it would not have been reasonable for her to be completely isolated during that whole time as well. So it really worked out well for, for all of us. Mm-hmm. Are you ready and rearing for back to school? Yeah. I mean, my kids are, um, they're third going into third and sixth grade. And so, um, you know, we got a little bit of the preteen stuff going on. Um, and, but they I think they're ready. You know, there's always this last two weeks where like there aren't as many camps and activities and stuff. And they kind of like, by the time school starts, they're sick of each other and ready to see their friends. Sure. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Mukwa Coffee. Um, how have the first weeks been that you've been in business now? Yeah, I mean, I think the word I keep using is sort of is overwhelming, um, but not necessarily in the ways that I thought it was going to be. Uh, so we've been open five weeks now, and that's including our week of soft open. And it's, you know, I had planned to like, oh, I'm not going to spend any money on advertising. I'm going to give us a couple of weeks to get our feet under ourselves, get make sure my staff feels comfortable um, with, you know, making the drinks and doing the work and sort of like let it sort of organically build up to something bigger. And um, we, we ended up getting a lot of press that I didn't even go looking for mm-hmm. right off the bat. And so we really like the first couple of weeks were pretty intense just with like the number of people coming in. And it's also been overwhelming in that the greater native community in the metro and the suburbs and even statewide has been supportive in a way that I didn't even know to expect or think about. And that's really incredible. I've interacted with more Native folks in the metro in the last month since I opened the shop than I did in the previous like decade living in the suburbs here. And so that's been, that's been super cool. My, um, my 11 year old actually yesterday, we were talking about that and he talked about, you know, he's used to being the only Native kid in his classroom in, in Roseville schools. And he was talking about how much he likes hanging out at the shop just because he gets to be around other, you know, there's more of a community here. You know, he's used to that when we go back home for powwows and things like that, you know, being around his cousins and family and that's that way. But, um, you know, he's used to being the only native kid in a room and it like feels really good to meet new people and feel that on a more regular basis. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Makwa Coffee then. 
Could you talk to us about the inception, the birthing of Mako Coffee? Yeah, yeah. So it um, it sounds weird to say this now, but it's like it was like about a year ago that I had the idea. Um, this isn't like some life journey or, <laughs> you know, it wasn't like I always wanted to be a barista or anything like that. Um, you know, I certainly did a lot of hanging out in coffee shops and working out of coffee shops, you know, even before the pandemic, as far as like bringing my laptop and answering some emails and and things like that. But I, I realized last summer when it was sort of like, oh, we're vaccinated and we can like kind of go do things maybe that I really missed my community and we didn't, we don't really have a place, a gathering place that's sort of of our community here in Roseville. And so I started just threw the idea out there on like my personal Facebook page and all my friends were like, Oh, I would totally go there. You should do it. You should do it. And then it was just sort of things just like I, I tell people the universe just kept telling me to keep going. Like things kept falling into place with like, meeting people in the coffee world and, um, you know, things like that. Sorry, there's like a beeping, there's like a van beeping, um, right next to the window right now. Sorry. So I, you know, things just kept falling into place. Um, I kept meeting people and, um, yeah, it just like all sort of worked out. We found a space that works for us and, um, here we are, uh, (laughs) open for business. (laughs) I, I, heard that there's a Hogwarts themed area of the coffee shop and that really interested me. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's not exactly Hogwarts themed. It's more like when I was talking to the interior design person, I was like, you know, and I, they, they kind of asked you, like, what's the vibe you're going for? And so that's our little corner. That's uh, so our we inherited this space that used to be a little cafe. And so there were some elements like there's a fireplace there. I never would have paid to install a fireplace. I would never have been able to afford that. But the space that we're renting already had a fireplace there. So we really leaned into the fireplace being there. And so, you know, did some nice tile around it and just kind of made a cozier space. So, you know, some of the tables are more like sit and work by yourself space. But then we also have, you know, um, chairs that uh, one of them I got actually for free. There came from Black Dog Cafe, which is a cafe in St. Paul that closed down or from the ReStore, which is like the Habitat for Humanity store where it's just like donated materials and stuff. So they're older chairs that are repurposed um, in this space, which I always, I've been thinking a lot actually about my my grandma Um, growing up in Cass Lake was a big um, rummage sailor and so, um, you know, sort of that idea of finding these treasures. So I've kind of been collecting chairs and little tables for six months um, before we opened. And now they're they're living in the space. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today, we're speaking with State Representative Jamie Becker-Finn, owner of Mukwa Coffee, a new coffee shop in Roseville. I'm a huge coffee person. I was curious, you know, what what makes a good cup of coffee in your eyes and is it pour over coffee because that's what I that's what I think it is. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's all about balance. You know, that's really, you know, and I I actually one of the things that sort of set me to keep going was I found a local roaster who was um recognized that like they believed in my ability to get this off the 
ground and they they paid for me to get a certification like an international certification as a barista so I did this like two-day training um, which was you would probably really enjoy um, and it was it was really cool and a lot of it you know it's it's balance it's like is there something to balance the bitter with something else and you know so I always think that's really important we're uh we of course you know um, small business <laughs> problems you know our, our dishwasher stopped working as soon as we started using it when we opened so we've been using compostable cups. Uh, but I, th- I really like like an actual mug. I think like, sure, that's yeah. part of the, what makes a good coffee actually is like the experience of holding a warm mug, uh, and drinking it out of that instead of like out of some plastic or whatever. Could you tell us about some of like the, the, the drinks you have there? I heard my sister was talking about the Ziguan. Could you just talk about, you know, some of the offerings? Yeah. So that's been, I mean, that's really been the thing that's really was sort of set things off um, with how busy we've been is. So I came up with this drink, it's called a Zeguin, um, which means spring. And which, you know, as you guys know, is when we, we, you know, <laughs> when maple syruping happens. So it's a drink that's got a cold brew concentrate, oat milk, caramel, and then a little bit of real maple syrup. And we sort of perfected the ratio so that you still taste the maple syrup, but it's not overly sweet. And it's really, um, so it's a cold brew drink and people have just like gone bananas over it. Like we, it's our number one seller every single day. We go through at least three gallons of it a day. Wow. We get, I like, people are basically like addicted to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> So that's, uh, and then we were, that was the thing that we were featured in the Star Tribune is like one of the top five things to eat or drink um, one week uh, in the the Metro was, was a Zeguin. So, um, and now my friends are joking. They're like, you should try to get into the state fair. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for that, but. (laughs) There there needs to be more native, you know, food at the state fair for sure. I know there's been, you know, guest spots with Sean Sherman and things like that, but that's definitely a need. And there's this booth now. I don't know if it's there this year, but I assume that it is. And they're totally like fry bread ripoffs and like native owned or anything. So can I say something about the Zigwan though? Yeah. Just to butt in because, you know, when we chatted a couple weeks ago, I had the Zigwan and I had another meeting afterwards. And I tell you, it was the best meeting I had because... (laughs) You know, it means spring. And I tell you, it put a spring in my step. I was not prepared. It was delicious and energizing at the same time. Yeah, that caffeine content in cold brew is no no joke. Yeah. My last question about, uh, you know, Mukwa, the coffee shop, is the name. Like, where does, uh, what inspired the Mukwa name? Yeah, so we're, uh, we're, we're Bear Clan. And, um, you know, I knew from the beginning I wanted uh, an Ojibwe for the business. And, you know, but, you know, some of our, I also wanted it to be a teaching opportunity. And, you know, some of our words are a little too much for people to handle. And, you know, so, you know, it's like any kind of branding where you want something like relatively simple um, that you can fit onto things. And we just kind of workshopped it at home, honestly, like driving around with my kids. And my kids were actually the ones who came up with Mukwa and were really excited about that. You know, they're when when you're Bear Clan and your kids are Bear Clan, they're like, their mine are pretty excited about it. So, you know, they're, we always get really excited if we ever see a bear. And mm-hmm. yeah, it just sort of, sort of worked. Um, 
And I mean, who doesn't like bears? Like, <laughs> they're great. And then actually, you know, I, this is probably a good opportunity to, to give a shout out to um, Sarah Howes with Heartberry. I hired her to do my logo. Oh. If I'm going to pay somebody to design a logo, I would rather pay a Native woman to do that. And I just love <laughs> um, Sarah's style. And so our logo is a, a Heartberry original mm-hmm. designed by Sarah uh, for, for our business. Nice. Awesome. Very talented artist. Uh, let's see There are many ways that your business plan incorporates your values or how you operate your business incorporates your values. Can you tell me, you know, a couple ways that Makwa Coffee is foundationally you? Yeah, I think... um you know, and like for folks who know my other my other job, I'm I'm a legislator and, you know, kind of labor values and like worker values are really important to me. So, you know, it was really important to me to to pay people well um, and to, you know, like one thing we're we're going to be doing um, and I think we're going to be able to pull it off even in this first quarter is on a quarterly basis, anyone who sort of sticks with the team for three months will be doing profit sharing with our employees. So, you know, if you you stick with the team, um, you're potentially going to get a bonus every every month because really it's my my employees are the, you know, I can't be here 24-7. I sort of am. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're the, they're the ones that are making those beverages. They're the ones greeting you when you walk in the door. You know, so that's that's one thing. Um, I think, you know, just in general, I talk a lot with my employees. One, we want it obviously to be a good product, but my number one priority is that everybody who walks in the door knows that they are welcome and they're safe in our space. And so, you know, communicating that to my like queer friends and neighbors, and sort of making it clear with other choices we make that um, our business is a, a safe and welcoming place is really important to me. I know. Um, and that's sort of the genesis of, of Makwa too, is like during the pandemic, during the lockdown, the thing I missed the most was my favorite bar. And it wasn't because I missed drinking. <laughs> it was because I missed having a place that I could go that wasn't work or my home where I kind of had this other community of people. I knew I would know. I know I knew at least I would know the bartender and, you know, I'd probably run into somebody else that I know and just sort of having a space that feels, you know, like like you're welcome. And I think we don't have that a lot, I think, especially in the suburbs. The suburbs were designed for us to pull into our garage, go into our house, and then go, you know, your sort of this sort of ideas, your home is your castle thing. And I'm going to, I'm going to, my attached garage, I'm going to go back in my car and then I'm going to drive to work and I'm going to go in my little work bubble. And I think people don't want it to be that way. They want to know their neighbors. They want to feel like they live in community with other people. So, um, that's what we're trying to trying to create here. Um, so I think those are like key things that are sort of part of my you know belief system um, that are reflected in the way that I run my business. And how do you balance being a member of the House of Representatives and also being the owner of a coffee shop? And you're also an attorney, right? I am. Um, I don't. I don't practice right now. <laughs> How about teaching? Do you still, are you doing doing teaching? Yeah, I teach. I just teach one class at Mitchell Hamlin every year. I teach, well, and I teach legislative process. So, you know, it's not like a whole (laughs) different. (laughs) 
skill set or like the area of the law that I have to like immerse myself in or like keep up on. It's, you know, I struggled for many years. So this is, I've been in office for over six years. I've been serving. Um, and I struggled initially at the beginning, always feeling like I had to like be switching hats all the time. And I just felt like unsettled. And it's actually been more helpful to just sort of have all the emails go to the same place. It's like, we have this idea that we're going to compartmentalize everything, but ultimately we're human beings and I'm only one person. And it's actually, you know, all of my work is really building community and, um, you know, just in different ways. And I think um, I actually have more conversations with constituents and more connection to people by being in my shop every day than I would, um, than I ever have previously, despite, you know, door knocking and going to community events and like doing all these things. Well, now I sort of like have this different perspective on the small business community. My youngest came with me to like do a supply run this morning and we went to uh, business Costco and restaurant Depot. And, and you go to those places during the week and it's a whole bunch of small business people and a lot of BIPOC folks all hustling, a lot of them dragging their kids mm-hmm. along this time of year. You know, so it's almost like you make eye contact and kind of nod at each other like, yeah, I got I got my sidekick today, too. Um, and so I think like a lot of that, um, you know, seeing that side of the community that I didn't um, wasn't as connected to. And then most of my employees, it's not like obviously like I'll hire <laughs> qualified people of any age, but and many of them are younger um, I'm, I turned 40 this year, so, you know, I don't necessarily have the connections otherwise with, you know, 19 year olds and to hear some of their stories about the way they've been treated in other jobs, the struggles folks have finding, um, affordable housing where they can also get to work. You know, two of my employees take the bus or are biking and, and we're out, out here in Roseville. We're not like super you're not at the mall, you're not very transit connected um, in the suburbs. And so those are all perspectives that I knew about, but I wasn't necessarily having the conversations firsthand um, with people experiencing it. So that's been really good and I think will inform my, my policy work moving forward as well. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today, we're speaking with Jamie Becker-Finn, a state representative and entrepreneur. She's also the owner of Mukwa Coffee, a new coffee shop in Roseville. I'd like to at least touch on, I've seen uh, on the internet that you care about making sure youth get outside to enjoy the outdoors. Yeah, so I think like access to nature is a human right. I think if we want our minds and our bodies to be healthy, um, you know, it's sort of you think of if somebody who's incarcerated, what are we what are we holding from them? We're withholding mm-hmm. the ability to be outside. Um, and I think we as humans need that. Uh, and, you know, some of those things get incorporated in the shop, you know, as far as like mm-hmm. the things that feel right to me are like a lot of woods and plants. Like I have a lot of like uh, indoor plants in our space. We have some deer antlers in here that are actually from uh, a buck that my that that we harvested on the res and fed my family. And like, that's like incorporated into the space here. Um, as far as my work, I've authored for many years, um, the, the no child left inside 
bill and it it funds a program, a grant program, a small grant program through the DNR that um, focuses specifically on kids that otherwise wouldn't have access to the outdoors. And that's a thing, you know, I'm, it's, if I stop being a legislator today, that would be one of the things that, that I feel like I could point to as a thing mm. that I'm really proud of because, you know, I grew up up North. Um, I grew up hunting, fishing, ricing, um, all those things, uh, being outside and, um, my kids get those experiences cause I value it and I have the means and the ability, but not every kid does. And actually one of the coolest stories, if you, if you can find the, I forget what news station it was on, but this, uh, teacher at, in Minneapolis who teaches, um, one of the native student programs in, uh, Minneapolis high school, he was able to get a grant. And so like they were able to bring students to go on a bison hunt. And uh, they've also been able to bring kids from Minneapolis to Mille Lacs to ice fish. And some of those kids, it's the first time that they've exercised their treaty rights. It's almost hard to fathom like how much good that could do for a person and like what that means that literally all we had to do is like make uh, a little bit of money in the mm. grand scheme of the state budget um, to go towards these efforts. Uh, and, you know, or it's, or it's like new immigrant kids learning to ice fish or snowshoe or, you know, all those things that make this place feel like home to them mm. too. So again, I just feel like it's human beings need, need to be outside to be mm-hmm. healthy. They're outside spaces in the Mukwa's coffee shop, right? Too. Yeah, we actually have, um, we have like a really nice overhang. So we have a lot of outdoor seating, which is really nice. And you can even use that space when it's raining. Um, we're also very close to several public parks. Awesome. Nice. I'm just curious if you had any final thoughts, and you know, anything else you'd like to say um, that's important to you? Yeah, I think it's just gratitude to everyone who's come to the shop. I know there are people who don't live in this neighborhood who have made it a point to come up here. Um, our grand opening day, uh, several other Native women business owners who I'd never met before came. And that piece of it, you know, getting to know um, Mariah from Trickster Tacos or getting to know um, other people and other business owners, like just the way that our community has shown up for me and what I'm trying to do here has been um really incredible. And I think, you know, to, to tie it back to what we kind of started with, you know, I didn't know what I was building was going to be something that was going to really benefit my own kids, but, you know, for them even to have this space where they get to interact with, you know, other native folks, even though we, we live in the suburbs has been, has been really, really cool. So I just am really grateful to everybody who's supporting us. Um, You know, every, it, yes, it's great to like sell a Zeguin, but um, it's also, uh, you know, it, it keeps us open so we can keep keep this space available. Nice. Well, Chimmy nice. I look yeah, forward Chimmy to seeing Gwech. the future of Makwa Coffee. Gigawabamin. 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 State ah. Representative Jamie Becker Finn. Entrepreneur yeah. and owner of Mukwa Coffee. That was awesome. Yeah. I, I yeah. love how it just is this consistent community focused work and it gives her a perspective on the small business community. And she's making sure we're feeling alive with our cold press. It's just really <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
it's one thing to hear a success story for a small native-owned business, but it's this is also you know creating a space in the in the community that wasn't necessarily available for certain people before. And I just uh, you know I wish her all the best and and for other people who are striving to do the same, which is you know creating these safe spaces for people, conversation and and uh, you know interaction and all you know all that. So mm-hmm. very good. All right, Jimmy Gwaich, Jamie Beckerfin. I'm Cole Primo. And I'm Leah Lem. Miigwech for listening. Giggawapman. Native Lights, Where Indigenous Voices Shine, is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. (laughs) 